0: The Dragon Rewrite is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club.
1: Did you know a very high proportion of armadillos are bank robbers? But you would never find out because what we do is we take the money from one bank and we break it to the next bank. We put the money there, <laughs> take the money from that bank, and take it to the next bank. We just keep rotating it. I did not know that.
0: You should know that.
2: I mean, I knew that. <laughs>
0: For more Armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out our other podcasts and merchandise, visit us at armadillo.club.
1: The wheel of time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Micah Sparkman. And today we're covering chapters 6-12 through of New Spring, the prequel to The Wheel of Time.
2: Previously, our main man, Lan, is young and fiery, but he's still composed primarily of granite. He has a close encounter with some Aiel who give him the Aiel equivalent of a fist bump, then peace out. (laughs) We also spend some time with some kids at a magic school whose hijinks are upended by an earth-shattering prophecy. In a case of wrong place, wrong time, Moraine and Swan learn about the second coming of the dragon, destined to smash bases and wreck faces worldwide. <laughs> it's a lot to take in for a couple of Accepted, but they are determined to help however they can. So far, that seems to consist primarily of clerical work. But hey, we're keeping their eyes and ears open there.
1: Chapter 6. Surprises. Icon kind of the rising sun of Kyrian. So the Accepted are about to go out the next day when Moraine and Swan instead are kept in because of... Moraine's grief over her uncle what's-his-name that she already forgot yeah,
0: uncle uncle, glass hole
1: Yeah, it's like come on you've got to feel something about your dead family here I mean, um, he's like my uncle that I hated and then he got like a hundred thousand people killed by being a jerk Yeah, and his two brothers who also sucks <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So uh, yeah, I mean not not a lot to mourn
2: there
0: But my you know I'm uh, more like lame on
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> uh. probably what she said <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, like, I, I, I know this is, like, boring work, but this is probably the best way they have to ensure that they track down this kid, right?
1: Yeah, they sit Moraine and Swan down, copying down the names that have been taken from the crappy poor people hands that they've been written in.
2: I yeah. kind of wondered if this was, like, an, a ploy by the Omerlin, but, like, it's it's unclear, right? Like, they, the Omerlin knows that they know this thing, and she puts them in front of this list of all the
1: people. I mean, what does she think they're going to do, right?
0: That's a good point. That does seem like an a, I said, sit deviousness kind of thing.
1: Yeah, does she know that neither of these people can ever let anything go? And so she just has to put them near these, parts, I, these bits? It's, I mean,
2: the, the White Tower knows everything about the initiates, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. This could all be a manipulation.
2: Yeah. Or maybe we're giving the Omerlin too much credit.
1: It kind of reminds me of how the Tavarin are sort of treated, where you sort of just put them near something and a bunch of crap happens. That's yeah.
2: a, that's an interesting point. Do, do you think that you could say that Maureen and Swan are Tavaren in this book? No. Because, I, I mean, like, we've talked about the fact that, like, this them being in the place where this prophecy happened essentially, like, kicks off the whole the whole deal, right? I think so, it's
0: Rand's Tavaren is spreading across time. Oh, do you
1: think... Yeah you think it's like pre pre birth rand tavernous? you know how rand changes everybody's lives well this is this is it like the moment he's born he totally changes swan's life and moraine's life <laughs> and, and Guitara. And, oh. yeah. and tam's life and uh, and i guess his mom's life yeah well yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is this is the the winding of the threads of fate around moraine from rand's tavernus maybe
2: that makes sense it, it just struck me that in this moment they're very much tools of of the pattern in a way, right? Um, as these characters who are going to eventually reshape the White Tower to be a tool for Rand and, uh, you know, Moraine's whole life purpose becomes hunting Rand. Or
0: yeah. Well, can you be one of the most famous and powerful people in the world and not be Tava Because Swan's going to end up being Omerlin.
1: That's a good question. I mean... Uh, you know, the Men always sees visions around Aes Sedai all the time. Yeah. Right? Which I I, I always kind of thought that was just because Aes Sedai live a long time and do a lot of stuff. But maybe it's because I Sedai are connected to the, the pattern and they're all like mini taverins running around.
2: Isn't the one power a tool of the pattern or something like that? It's the, the creator's tool, right? And the the creator is It's all it's yeah, it's all
1: connected in some
2: way. Yeah, it would kind of make sense if they had like some connection to the pattern because of they were playing with the creator's tools, right? Yeah. It's interesting. So
1: at one point Swan actually does comfort Maureen about her, her stupid crappy dead uncles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, I have some uncles who suck too. <laughs> I get it."
0: <laughs> she had never been as close to anyone as she was to Swan, or loved anyone as much.
2: Yeah, they're they're like they're 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 each other's real family, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: they're like twenty. Come on,
0: they're okay. well, you yeah.
1: have A lot of living. <laughs> that's that's fair. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and Swan's like, you know
0: what? I got assholes in my family too. We all do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's
1: true. We're we found family here. Oh, Swan.
2: We also do. I mean, this happens pretty early on that they, we do get confirmation that. What, you know, what we had suspected, that that the Iel killed who they came to kill, and now they're
1: they're heading home. Yeah. Uh, they have breakfast, and we get a cameo. I'm going to call it all the cameos. I love it. Yeah. From Lara. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the cook. Apparently, she's a dish when she's younger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she More is.
3: than pretty. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, that's... I hope somebody locks that down, because, you know, pretty cooks, like... Got a good job. This this woman is a total package. Yeah, Seriously. she totally is. Also like, willing to support a rebellion in its nascent formation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah she's, she's, she's... Lars yeah, is, like, like you said, total package. Yeah. <laughs> Sheryam is there too. Ooh. Yeah, I yeah.
1: think she's Black Aja yet?
0: Probably no. not. Yeah,
2: she's probably not until she gets ri- raised, right?
0: That's what I'm thinking, because like, as a novice, you're, you're still seeing like all the different Ajahs, and you're still subservient to literally every Aja die, so I imagine you'd want to wait until you were raised
1: so the ajas they like they pick out the novices that they think are gonna be one of theirs right surely the like the blue aja had their eyes on moraine and swan probably Mm -hmm. uh surely the black aja had their eyes on morally flexible novices right i think that's possible
2: however we know that the black a a key component of the black aja is that you have to swear on the oath rod uh you have to swear special oaths right that prevent you from revealing the black aja and Mm -hmm. uh you know, allow you to kill people, I guess. But, um, if the, if they had done that before being raised, then those oaths would have been over, overridden by, they wouldn't have been able to swear those oaths, I suppose.
0: Oh, you got to do it second. Yeah, exactly.
2: Right. So that makes sense. But that being said, I'm, I'm I'm certain that they have their eye on potential people. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: So they're, they're writing down the names. The names aren't very useful. They're just very sketchy. Like, Born within sight of Dragonmount. Yeah. yeah. It's like a 50-mile I mean, circle. It's yeah.
2: Like, it's like, like, like we just said, like, uh, I, I get what the Amaralyn was trying to do here, but this is, like, so so poorly planned. Like, I, I just can't imagine this information is going to be useful. In fact, having read the series, we know that it is not. We know that this is not effective, right?
1: Well, do we know that? Is this, is this not how Maureen eventually tracks down the, the three boys in the Emmons field that were all born around the same time? They weren't born near the dragon. No. Only Rand was. Only though. Rand was. Yeah.
0: I, mean, I mean, how, the, how did she then? How yeah, did right? that happen?
1: I mean, yeah,
2: exactly. I, I, I think that's probably what we're going to find out.
1: In I, book, I thought right? maybe that it came from some clue. Like, you know, he, he was named Nighty on the list and, and it took her 20 years to find him.
0: Maybe. Who
2: but would also have, like. Who would have known that? So, so the, the way that they're going is based on mothers and people who knew mothers, right? Yeah, his mother was an Aiel. So literally, yeah, the but only Tam one,
1: got him right away, right?
0: Yeah, Tam would have, but Tam's the one who would have had to have gotten
1: he, he ran had on, a Rand on Kari, all remember?
0: But but Tam brought Rand back to Kari. And
1: Kari in the two was rivers. still in the
0: Two Rivers oh, when Tam was fighting. Cari, I thought Kari was an Outlander. She was, but she was.
1: And I thought he they all came back together, but T- oh, I, I think maybe, maybe it's not not exactly specified. Huh? I
2: guess I guess what I'm getting at is. It is unlikely that they would have ended up on these lists based on the parameters that the Armorland set, right?
1: Yeah, it's true. And also, I think there might be a bit of a plot hole if, if Moraine knows that the kid has to have been born on Dragon Mountain. She goes to Emmons Field and finds these three boys that were born at the right time, and one of them's a foot taller than the others, and it yeah. looks exactly <laughs> like an ideal. <laughs> yeah, that is suspicious, isn't it? And the other two are like part of these old families, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: he, yeah, hmm. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. Don't I'm pull sorry. that thread, right? Then the next day, they decide to do some more copying on their own.
0: Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't love doing we're, clerical work?
1: Apparently, everybody in the world, because like, because the Armelins' seat shows up is like, "What are you idiots
3: doing?" <laughs> 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 we're we're
1: off. I, I have a feeling that at this point, the Armelins like,
2: if she didn't have a plan before, maybe she's starting to like think, "Huh, interesting." Yeah. yeah.
1: You know.
0: And a light is stupid. sniffing around.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I still uh, don't know exactly what Elida's up to here. Although, I have a guess. I have a guess, which we'll talk to later. Yeah.
2: Um, they do begin recording likely candidates in their, a little book that Swan has, which is uh, risky. But, you know. Uh, but, yeah. Elida, as, as you mentioned, Elida does show up. But she just kind of watches them for a little bit and then leaves. And I, and I, I, was, I was wondering if maybe she had some sort of foretelling about them. And that's why she's
1: watching them.
0: That's what I'm thinking. She think- right.
1: Like it's one of those foretelling. Remember, she had the foretelling that the the House of Trakand is going to be key to winning the last battle. And Which that's is why she why, ended yeah. up going. Yeah, yeah. But of course, she misinterprets that because actually, it's it's about Rand, who's part of that house, or yeah, ish, right? ish. yeah, yeah. A cousin or something like that. Uh, Morian and Swan are copying down secretly the names of babies that were born on or near Dragonmount because mm-hmm. they're like, oh boy, I can't wait to be Aes Sedai when we just bail out of here, do whatever we want forever.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Oh, but also at the end of this chapter is when Maureen starts getting visitors with a very different intent.
1: Yes, yes. they visit her with a mysterious... She gets several visits from uh, Aes Sedai, who who don't immediately make clear what they want. But she figures it out that they want her to become the Queen of Kyrian.
0: I have enjoyed in these chapters seeing how seeing how moraine's mind works because we don't get a lot of that in the wheel of time yeah things from her perspective and just her knowledge and experience from being in Kyrian of knowing being able to read all these different undercurrents and motives and stuff it's interesting
1: yeah i agree it's it it reminds me a little bit of perrin who after he learns how to smell people's emotions how he can just he he just sees how what people are feeling all the time mm -hmm. she moraine is kind of like that she sort of sees the undercurrents of what people are thinking all the time as naturally as breathing. Yeah, because yeah. the Game of Houses in and Kyrie, and
2: that's like the primary skill is being able to read people.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't know if we knew this, but one of the Aes Sedai says, Your half-brother, Tarangale, is denied by his marriage to the Queen of Andor. Did we know that Moraine is Galad's aunt?
2: Uh, I think we knew that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, I couldn't remember.
2: Oh, yeah, I didn't remember that. She didn't, she didn't seem to have... Much Express much interest in Glad, right? Well, who would? <laughs> yeah, fair.
0: Fucking white cloak. Yeah,
1: <laughs> fair. So, and Maureen, to be clear, does not want to be the queen of Kyrian. That is the last thing she wants.
0: Yeah. Apparently, the people in her house were a bunch of crazy assholes. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I, think I'm sorry. They said that the, uh, one, one of the I said I says the taint. Um, so I wonder if it's because, like, she obviously has the ability to channel. I wonder if the men. We're more inclined to be having the power as well. Could be possible, yeah. yeah. Could be
1: channeling in her family.
0: I got yeah. the
2: impression that it was because Kyrene is such a like a murder pit that to stay. I think she mentions at one point that to stay in power in Kyrene, you have to be kind of bloodthirsty. So mm-hmm. whatever house or, or family is ruling.
1: Yeah. And I, I a think of dead. the odds of, a, of an Aes Sedai queen being successful are super low anyway because mm-hmm. everybody hates, hates Aes Sedai. Yeah. Uh, and. Also, like, an Aes Sedai queen would rule for, like, 400 years or something.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think she even mentions that that in the past there have been Aes Sedai rulers, and... and Nobody liked them. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no Aes Sedai had been a queen in over a thousand years, and even before that, the few who admitted it openly had fared badly.
0: Well, because maybe they were dumb, like Elaine, who's like, I can be both an Aes Sedai and a queen. (laughs) It's going to work out great.
2: Just means you're, like, a... Like an all-powerful god-emperor at that point, right? Yeah, no
1: one can like you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that the ta- from the tower's perspective, they know that she'll probably just die. But it's worth a shot, right?
3: hmm
1: Yeah, they got lots, of, lots more ice to die to throw at it, right? <laughs> yeah. They don't get these opportunities very often. Chapter 7. The Itch, like of the Wheel of Time. The next day, Tamra gives Moraine a letter to take to the Green Aja headquarters... Uh, the green quarters are warder city uh-huh
0: they yeah. also sound awesome
1: they, it sounds it sounds like a like a jock they're the jock arch Aja, right yeah. <laughs> yeah this is like got a
2: bunch of like uh, trophies and like yeah. like Swords, sports balls or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah like,
1: got a trophy of a football like, or something like, I don't know. like neon beer signs <laughs>
0: and we had a few cameos did y'all notice any
1: <laughs> there's uh, a cameo from elias elias Yeah pre-wolf cre- 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 elias yeah, yeah with a short beard i almost didn't recognize him <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> that's right who else
0: uh is this where we get um, Steppen?
1: She gives a message to Karina and yeah. Steppen. Who, I think they only showed up in the TV show, right? Yeah.
0: They were in the TV show.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. I completely forgot about them. Which is kind of a sad story. Yeah. Yeah, that's right.
0: So, I guess good that Rafe Judkins didn't completely pull these people out of his ass. They were in the New Spring. Yeah, Maybe he only read that one because it was the shortest. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I didn't hate
1: the character of Corinna. I thought she was pretty nice.
0: Yeah, she was fine. Yeah. I'm just am still I'm still mad that they wasted an entire episode on that Steppen guy.
1: Yeah, that was annoying. I do actually
2: really like uh, Corinna's in the book, not the, the TV show. I really like Corinna's apartment because it's it's one of those kind of classic Robert Jordan things where there's it's full of these artifacts that hint at like a bigger history. There's mm-hmm. like, uh, mm-hmm. like a you know different kinds of blades. There's like a broken
1: sword, and you know it's yeah kind of a like each one of these is some awesome Sedai adventure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Moraine is super curious about the cryptic greenage signage, which all seems to be sword related. <laughs> of course.
3: <laughs> <'Cause> of course.
1: <laughs> And, uh, but, but, of course, she is not privy to those secrets, but Maureen cannot let it go. She can't nope. let anything not be known by her.
2: Yep. So that's the itch. That The, the titular itch is yeah. when she, there's a thing, she has to know it, right? Yep.
1: Can't let it go. Uh, and Maureen figures out, after delivering this message, that Tamra is sending out some searchers after the dragon. Mm-hmm. And doesn't trust the Red Aja to take care of this, which you know, who's officially their, their business.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it's funny cause, uh, you know, Maureen is relating this to Swan and Swan's like, how did you figure that out? And I, they, they felt like kind of like stretchy conclusions, but you know, she's probably right. Um, uh, it's just, it's funny how she's able to reach these, these, these points based on little hints, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's, that's about it.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. They continue their work cataloging potential dragon babies. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's just a, I think this is the point where it occurred to me that like Rand probably wouldn't be on these lists because the circumstances of his birth are so weird, you know. They are very you weird. Know?
0: Yeah, and I mean Tam's probably halfway back to the two rivers by now. That's a
2: yeah, we we don't actually know the the course of events, and I wonder if we're gonna see them at some point.
0: Or how he kept a newborn alive.
1: Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Chapter eight Shreds of Serenity. Icon of a fish. That most serene of animals. <laughs> Maureen and Swan uh, are going back to, to studying.
2: Yeah, it's funny because you know the, the end of the world is nigh and everything, but you know uh, you still got to brush your teeth, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're kind of relatable, I suppose.
1: Yeah, still got finals. Yeah. Uh, the Ayel had left, and uh, no one exactly knows why, but everybody's happy that it happened. <laughs> uh, Maureen is frustrated because she feels like Tamra, the Amaral seed, is is not showing the urgency that she thinks is required for mm-hmm. this. Uh, and then maybe Tamara's probably figured out, like, we're not going to find this baby anyway. Yeah. I mean, the, the,
2: maybe the, she considers this kind of like a more of a long-term project because she's like, I'm going to develop a, a database of babies, a, a baby yeah. base.
1: Or maybe Tamra is winding Moraine up and <laughs> send her out there.
2: <laughs> That's be. a good point. Yeah. yeah. If she knows everything about the way Moraine works, this is a good way to get her going, right?
0: She kind of reminds me of naive, doesn't she? Tamra? No. Moraine. <laughs> oh. At this point.
1: A little bit, yeah, just like a little...
2: Yeah.
0: Very, just, like, set, focused. Yeah,
1: very impatient, not not interested in other people's rules or waiting her turn.
0: Stubborn. Mm-hmm. Convinced of her rightness.
1: Although Moraine has vastly more empathy for other people than Nynaeve ever did. Mm. That is true, and so far she seems to be
2: way, way better at uh, not pissing people off.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Elida stops by to help Moraine and Swan practice... By torturing them, yeah,
2: yeah. I, like uh, like I can't like this is there's nothing about this that is not kind of a creepy interest to me. Like is watching them and just like like seems to be taking like a really active hand in their their success. Yeah, they, and then yeah begins being really uh, awful.
1: Yeah, because they they've been like kind of what's the word.
0: Distracting, like they've been well, we, yeah, they messing did, with each other, messing with each
1: other, but also in painful, aggressive ways, because that's because that's part of the deals. They have, yeah. to, they have to test each other's uh, serenity. Mm-hmm. But Elida goes way past it and, and yeah. beats them like you know brutally.
0: Yeah. I, it reminded me what happened to Egwene when she was trapped, remember? they beat her every day, and then they'd heal her, and then they'd beat her again. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I mean, true. the time
0: she was in the tower versus the time she was in the Waste versus yeah, was, the time she was the Shanshan Yeah, they didn't, they didn't
1: heal her when she was the Chen. They just used mind pain on her. Yeah, yeah, In the yeah, Waste, yeah, they just didn't heal her at all because they're assholes.
0: Are you sure they didn't
1: heal her? No, they... they did healing. I think they just beat her.
3: Oh, Yeah, yeah I think okay. that was the
1: whole thing. But they didn't beat her that hard. They would just, you know, mostly like... <laughs> Well, <laughs> it was really moderate it went <laughs> Yeah, on the, on the
2: on the scale of the beatings that Egwene's gotten, like the yeah, the, the waist beatings were probably like the the light side, right? Yeah. And then the Chan That was a walk in the park. For I her, would say the Chan was probably more extreme side, even though it was psychological beatings that seemed like it had a much stronger effect.
1: Yeah, and the tower beatings, like that was honestly that was fun for. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she was like I think this she is
0: like, like laps sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> She's, yeah. It was great. Like, she was like no,
3: no.
1: It's not. It's not about you. I'm just thinking about <laughs> something
0: else. You're, doing, yeah, a no,
3: great you're job. doing really good. <laughs> <laughs> you doing a really, really
1: good job. Really good torture. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you
0: keep going.
3: You Uh-oh. keep
0: working. Oh, and we definitely, these are these were very Robert Jordan chapters. Did you notice they're talking about one of the accepted, a woman named Elid? And they're like, she's so beautiful. The only problem with her is her boobs are too big. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: my
1: <God>. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and then every time Elid's like really nice and considerate, and Moraine's like, God, I hate her. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy uh, I guess I don't know I don't know if she becomes an Aes Sedai though because we haven't heard of her before. never heard of her yeah everybody yeah. seems to like her so I hope she turns out okay but uh, I, her I big I, boobs you know
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important to point out that uh, Elida's help and I put I use air quotes here uh, actually seem to make them do worse you know um, yeah that each, each successive time they did uh, they performed yeah they're, they're not
1: getting stronger
2: so like that, that's, this is kind of like classic Elida right cruel and ineffective is kind of her, her
1: hallmark, right?
2: It yeah. is.
0: Why was she doing it? Well, okay.
1: What she says when she comes in is I want you to pass. I think yeah. she I think she thinks she's being helpful. She, she can't lie. right?
2: Yeah. yeah. This is this is to her, this is the right thing to do.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. she's not yeah.
2: She I, I, I actually think she thinks she's endearing them to her by helping them pass. And I also think that she's pegged them for the red. I think she wants them to be Red Aja.
1: Like, like maybe if you're a uh, baby Red Aja, you love this. This is, this is what really... Or maybe Elida just
2: you. doesn't understand people. I, I think that's actually the case. I think yeah. is bad at, bad at humans. I don't understand
1: yeah. why they didn't pick the Red Aja. I hit them as hard as I could. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she also says, I thought this was interesting, that, that she's going to take their skin off and make them dance in their bones she can't lie <laughs> oh like
0: shit oh, like, well, she really yeah, means that that way
1: she's like i can always heal him afterwards oh
0: that's fucked <laughs> up oh what? yeah Dude. i mean
1: that, she, maybe this is one of those like loopholes where it's an expression it's or an something. expression yeah. she, knows they, she knows that they know that she doesn't mean it
0: yeah let's hope so <laughs> <I was>
1: like, <laughs> you can't say that kind of shit when you're nice to die like <laughs> But yeah, she does it
2: again, but night, several nights in a row, she beats them all night and then heals them in the morning so she could beat them again. So yeah. uh, it's, it's kind of wild. Uh, but then the Mistress of Novices actually intercedes on their behalf, which I guess this is like the turning point, right? Because Elida always had a thing where she kind of disliked Moraine,
1: right? It was like a thing? Yeah, I think so. And we don't exactly know why, except that she just doesn't like anybody.
2: This seems to be the point where she started hating them or, or
1: Well, or, oh, you meant like starting not you were meant counting be- before this you were counting her as liking Maureen. Yeah, yeah, I actually I think that before this
2: she thought Maureen and Swan were were her her material or whatever that yeah. she
1: wanted to work. I mean I kind of feel like Maureen and Swan talk about how they can't ask for help. Like I said I can just beat you up and 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 no everyone knows that you don't ask for help when an I Sedai is beating you up, which sounds Horrible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Surely they can ask for help.
0: Talk about an abuse of power, right? Well,
2: I
1: mean, Aes I Sedai I
2: are all powerful, right? And in, Especially in the White Tower.
1: Yeah, but even... But it, there's literally a mistress of novices whose job it is to protect
2: her. Yeah,
0: they should be like the ombudsman or something. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> but, but, but tell me it wouldn't
2: be the most Aes Sedai thing ever for them to like... Say, well, yes, we're going to talk to Elida, but you shouldn't be ratting out an Aes Sedai. You're yeah. going to get punished yeah. too, you know? Yeah,
0: that's why they don't say anything. Yeah, that's, that's exactly that's what exactly, going
2: Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: That's well, the,
2: the
1: Aes Sedai, right? And I would say that this mistress of the novices sucks. Yeah. Well, she does She does stand in for them, stand up for them, right? Eventually, but she hasn't made it clear that, that, that this kind of thing, that, that you can trust her with this kind of thing.
2: Well, that is true. Yeah. They, 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 they would not have gone to her if it were up to them.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that pisses off Elida. Then some time passes... And they get all the names they can that, that reference Dragon Mount. And then, after several weeks have passed, Maureen is summoned for her testing to become an Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chapter 9. It begins. Uh, a star. The testing star mm-hmm. is the icon. Maureen is super worried as she is led down to the testing chambers. Because uh, she feels that she's not ready, that she can't keep her shit together. And, uh, and I guess if you failed this test, you're out for good.
2: Yeah. No, you
0: get three tries. Oh, is it? oh do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, I was actually really excited about this
2: because we, uh, we, we got... I think the only time we've gotten to see this was when Nynaeve did it, right? That's the
1: only one we actually witnessed? Yeah, you know, and I thought when Nynaeve did it, it was super sketchy. Like, they went through it really, really fast. And I realize now that's because it was already covered in this book. So I think oh. we're kind of expected to have already read
2: this. Oh, okay. Because this, this
1: book came out before that would have happened.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh,
2: that's an interesting point. So, you know, bad enough for reading them out of order, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that Nynaeve and Maureen both hid shit in their clothing. Like, they were summoned. They're like, oh, shit. I'm that what was familiar. With that. I was yeah. trying to remember why that yeah. happened. Yeah, I was what laughing. Did, what did Nynaeve hide? Nynaeve hid... Was it an angril or... Oh,
3: she maybe. She hid
0: something because she was really, really worried about them going through her clothing oh. while she was doing the testing.
1: I don't remember. Yeah, was it the dream, Tarongriel.
2: Oh, maybe that's what it was. I think
0: that was it. Yeah, yeah. That's what it
2: was, man. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> two birds, with a feather, right? Right.
0: They should just have one. Uh, um, I said, I, whose only job is to like rifle through the clothing <laughs> while they're in there. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: check for contraband because yeah. come on, four yeah. times out of five, they
1: got something funny in there.
3: Warrior <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: resolves that even if she fails the testing and gets cast out of the tower, that she will find the dragon reborn.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, she she's
2: made this her life task, and, and you know that. It makes sense now, what, uh, what you said, that this, this is Rand's toverness reaching from, from across time.
1: Yeah. You know, we had that question at the end of the series, what storyline would we have wished to see more continue? Uh, and I said Matt at the time, but now I also think I would have liked to see what Moraine does after the events of the book, because if she's been focused like an arrow on the Dragon Reborn and that whole thing since she was 20 years old or whatever, what's she going to do after this? Yeah, so you going to live question. another 300 years, right? Uh,
2: I mean, I think we know exactly what she's going to do.
1: Well, we know who she's going to do. I
2: mean, how
0: much longer does he have to live, though?
2: <laughs> doesn't she bind him? bond him? He's, yeah, he... that doesn't make him live that long. Yeah, right? it, does. yeah it extends I think their it lives. it
0: extends their lives, but not like as long as theirs, I don't oh, think.
1: I don't know, yeah. And
0: Tom's no spring chicken. That's a good
1: point. <laughs> he's yeah. he's burned out a lot of that time already. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why you marry the old ones, right? So you don't get too attached to them.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Alida uh, is one of the testers, of
1: course. Yeah. So you know that's going to be awful. And they start the ritual. The Aes Sedai are channeling. They, they do like mind channeling on her and then send her into the Terra in the basement. Uh, and uh, Moraine goes in. hmm. The first test. She forgets where she is or, or why, why she's doing what she's doing. She just remembers the things she's supposed to remember. Uh-huh. Stay calm and do these, these weaves. Uh, she, first, she's in a courtyard, naked. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. this is like,
0: Robert Jornetti's <laughs> test. <laughs> yes. I
2: was like, the first test is she's naked. Oh, okay. And she has to okay. walk through a yeah. courtyard. She hopes While people sees her. look
1: at her. And there's some guys there, and they see everything. They see everything. I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right. But she makes it to the star and, and does the, the spell, and is able to leave this courtyard to the second test.
2: The more traditional kind of horror affair in the second one. Yeah, yeah.
1: She's in the horrible, creepy village, and she gets... Uh, captured by thorny vines and and evil poisonous spiders or i should say venomous spiders yeah are crawling up to get her and they're not necessarily evil i mean they're just spiders you know <laughs> that's a good point okay i, I totally retract what i said <laughs> regular
2: venomous spiders yeah just hanging on the thorns and you know there's someone squirming there they, they're they not sure what's going on yeah
1: you can, you're waking up our kids can you can you just hold still we're, we're gonna help you we're gonna help you get out if she keeps burning
2: them. <laughs> <laughs> no no hold still we can get the thorns off of
1: you <laughs> <laughs> oh. Poor spiders.
0: Got some Trollocs. Uh,
1: it's all very surreal, right? She's going from a courtyard into a house and she's walking towards a lit doorway in the house and she walks for like 30 minutes.
2: Yeah, and it, it's in a tiny hut. She walks for 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: the third test, uh, she's walking through a, another courtyard in the Blight when a bunch of Trollocs charge her. Uh, and they're they're trying to get to her and she's having trouble keeping it together, keeping her serenity while Trollocs try and chop her up and she has to do spells. So she starts dancing. I actually thought this was
2: awesome. I was like, "This is great," you know. She's like, "She's like, I can't run and jump around because I have to maintain my serenity." So I'm going to dance, and so she starts. She's dancing around, shooting fire out of her like, hands, doing her
1: like and court dance.
0: I thought that was cool. I, 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 I really nice. dug this
1: this scene. I like, uh, I like the dancing, uh, murder wizard side of Moraine that we haven't seen. Before. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, this is one of those scenes where
2: I was like, I could definitely see this, this like this is very cinematic in a way. Like this would be a great action scene,
1: you know? Yeah. And Maureen's a badass. Yep, and it keeps on going. Chapter ten, it finishes. I cut up some mice, cute little mice. Maureen has done ninety-nine weaves.
2: Yeah, we get a little like you know we're jumping to the final weave, and uh, we get a little bit of a recap. There were animal attacks, mm-hmm. uh, being naked in front of people, uh, you know, you know, people attacks. Being naked in front of people—it was, it was just a lot of, yeah. It was a lot of uh, a lot of different stuff.
1: Um, yeah, there's a, an evil tree that kept pulling up her skirt. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it had a little eye and it could see everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All these horrible things have happened to Moraine, and she's covered in scars and beaten to crap. Uh, the very last one, her dad comes and says, "Oh, your mom's dying. Get a gun." you got to come talk to your mom before she dies. It's very sad. And it's it's compounded by the fact that, did you catch
2: what the last weave is? No. It's like it throws glitter in the
3: air.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I assume it makes one of those party horn noises. <laughs> You're
3: a winner. <laughs> Bye, Dad. <laughs>
2: This was another one of those useless weaves, producing only a shower of shining, colorful flecks, if you want correctly.
3: Like, so, so.
0: Bye, Dad, i Yeah,
2: down. she has to throw glitter in her dad's face and walk away. <laughs> this,
1: this is what it means to be
2: isolated. I know, it's like, okay, cool. <laughs>
3: Amazing. <laughs> uh,
1: but she does it. <laughs> she keeps it all together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she is out. She passed the test. Uh, the Aes Sedai uh, they all agree that they will never talk about this again. They'll never talk about what happened in there with each other or anywhere else. But Maureen is able to determine through
2: subtle hints that Elia was the one who was responsible for the really fucked up shit that happened to her. Yeah, it
1: wasn't it wasn't clear to me how much the I said how much control they had over what happened inside the Taron. I think they do. I think each of the scenarios is is
0: Designed by them. By, yeah. Yeah, we learned that with Nynaeves.
1: So then in universe, all the stuff we've been making fun of, like the very male gazy, oh, yeah. and then her then her skirt came up and, uh-huh. and a guy saw it. That's what the I and I are thinking in universe. Like? So
2: I, I'm gonna I, I will I will speak in the defense here that that it is hinted earlier in this book that Maureen is very um, is very modest. She doesn't like, like her her leg her skirt comes up when she's riding the horse. And it shows like a little bit of her leg and she's like, no, uh, she, she moves to, the, to, to push it down and she said, it's not because the, the guy is looking at me, but it's definitely because the guy, you know, it's like, yeah, so, so maybe, maybe, so maybe it's a Moraine thing, you know,
1: maybe their read on her is that she's prudish and so they're striking at that weak spot that's that's that is my guess but you know i don't know
0: you know what i'd do if i'd done if i'd gone to the white tower i've from day one been like you know what i hate more than anything else puppies and chocolate
2: oh yeah. god yeah That's
0: terrifying. if me.
2: someone put some puppies in front of me right now i would freak the fuck out <laughs> yeah, i exactly. cannot
1: focus when i'm in a hot tub
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> especially if there's just, like, a, a vat of chocolate nearby <laughs> and maybe some, like, strawberries to dip it in. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm throwing up a little bit
3: right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just had the best test right. ever.
0: And yeah. lastly, the Hemsworth brothers are fucking terrifying. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God, don't show them to me. Yeah. I'm assuming that the Hemsworth brothers are going to, like, be reborn again and again. Yeah. The-
2: Hemsworth Brothers, just, if you're listening to our podcast, please check us out at pityparmidal.club. Yeah. Or
0: just email me a pick. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: kind of pick, Alice?
0: Any kind of. Pic.
1: <laughs> but she did it.
2: She determines that the book, carelessly left in her pouch, is untouched, but I wanted to point out that this is Virin who hands her this book.
1: Oh, Virin read that book.
2: I know, that's what I was thinking. It's like if anyone, if anyone had a way to like check out a book without someone like knowing, it'd be Virin. And at this point, she's probably already Black Aja. You think so? Yeah, because I think that she that was Black early. Aja. That early? Well, because I believe that Viren said that she was Black Aja during the, the mysterious things that happened and, and someone who got died, tortured and died, right?
1: Uh, isn't that when she became Black Aja because she found mm, out about it? Maybe. And had to join them to cover her, her butt? Maybe. So maybe she's not
2: Black Aja yet. Yeah, so... I'm not sure. It depends on if these things have happened or not. If that thing has happened yet or not.
1: She's still crafty, though. So she's I bet you absolutely... Agreed. Yeah. Oh, man. If she read the names and figured out what was going on, do you think she's the one that, that told the Black Asha about the dragon? Almost certainly, right? She'd have to. Because what I was thinking is they got it from Tamra somehow later on.
2: We will... I, I, I suspect we're going to find out in this book. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what, what events this covers, but I'm hoping it, it'll cover some of that.
1: Yeah. hmm Let's see, and then Maureen heads back to her quarters. Swan was also tested and passed, and I assume Swan had like no trouble with it at all.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. She uh, she she mentions that it uh, I think she has a she has a, a fishing metaphor, right? It's like, <laughs> oh, it's just easier than falling off a boat into a
1: vat of silver pike, you know. So it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I assume that. that's something that actually happened to her in there, right?
0: Probably. Yeah. Pro- they were really all fish related. <laughs> and then her last test, the hardest one, is you have to be able to describe something without using a fish metaphor
1: <laughs> it's like a tree
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
2: it's probably also horseback riding yeah it's a little sad when she gets back to her room actually because uh, she she notes that the way that her former friends sherry and Murrell, uh interact with her is different because yes. she's she's not uh, accepted she's anymore not in her any class, class anymore it's like a chasm opens between them so uh, you know, in a place like the White Tower, I can imagine that, you know, I, I know that she and Swan are particularly close, but I, I imagine your fellow accepted are kind of, are, are kind of your sisters, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's very family it's kind of thing. Sweet. Yeah. But, but it is fortunate that Swan also passed her test. So she, they get, they get to grace the shawl together, which is something, feels something like something that would be important to them.
1: But first, one last ride, <laughs> prank twins. I know. Oh. This one got some mice
2: that I guess they're going to put in someone's bed. Elida's bed. They're, they're like Ooh. Elida. Yeah, no, they're saying That's yes. What fire. No, I know. I know. That's exactly. She she says that uh, they've got a grudge uh, to to fulfill. Where is it? Um, I
0: got six mice from one of the grooms this morning. Uh, it's our last chance. It won't be really proper once we have the shawl
2: and then Elida
0: hasn't been out of the tower that I know mice are a small repayment for those beatings
2: we owe her we owe her wow (laughs) so they go after Elida
1: that's aiming high
2: it it is and I am furious that we don't see that scene (laughs) right I was like I want to I want to I want to see this happen but (sighs) she
0: probably unhinged her jaw and ate the (laughs) (laughs)
1: like
0: a delicious snack
2: (laughs) (laughs) come to me
3: pretty
1: chapter 11 just before dawn, like of the Tarvalon flame, Moran and Swan are brought together to the Sedai ceremony.
2: Uh, again, Alida is there.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, and it's, they do their whole ceremony in tandem. It is. It's unusual because usually they go in precedence or something. Mm-hmm. But they're bros, so they decide to go hand in hand. They walk in at the same time. They, they say the words at the same time. Uh, it's it's really nice. Yeah, I thought it was really cute. And uh, they do the whole thing. They, they, they take the oath rods, uh, the, the oaths on the oath rods, and they feel it wrapping around themselves like a bodysuit, which is kind of creepy. I want to yeah. point out
2: that literally the second Moraine answers sorry, swears her first oath, she starts testing the boundaries. She's like, <laughs> can I lie in my head? Yes. Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Red is white. Up is down.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I would too. I'd be like very curious to test these things. I
1: thought that, that was pretty cool. And they make the choice of Aja. They both choose blue, of course. Mm-hmm. And they're immediately in the club with all the blue Aja.
3: All, yep. all the <laughs>
1: other Ajas are just like, ah, whatever. <laughs>
2: and it feels like the blue Aja immediately start fucking with them. I like I could not tell from the beginning whether they were just like, they, these were jokes or not, right?
0: Yeah,
1: it's very, it's a little fratty
2: or I guess sorority. It was weird.
0: Already. Yeah. The whole scene was weird where the one's like, you have to make us a pie with your hands. Ha ha
2: ha. And also you have to walk back to the rooms naked. Ha ha ha. I was like, what?
0: That's very Robert Jordan. humor. Yeah.
2: I just yeah, I mean, it's, You
1: mean clad in the light.
2: Yeah, yeah. right, right. You're clad in the light and your shawl. You can wear
1: your shawl. So that's it. <laughs> it but, was a little funny because the one person was like, you have to make us a pie with your hand because I'm the sixth person that gave you a kiss on the cheek after you erased the shawl. And and Leanne is like, ah, that's yeah, don't worry about that. She's just joking. And the other one's like, I'm not joking. That's an actual tradition. We should do
3: that. <laughs>
0: well, this was also a somewhat subtle way of um, introducing us to what they're going to explicitly talk about in a little bit, which is how all the sisters know each other's power levels and you have to defer to the person with the higher power level. It's true. Because you see that going on there. Maureen thinks about that.
1: Yeah, that's true. Maureen immediately starts seeing these these currents of deference. Uh, also, another cameo.
0: Who? Lian. Oh yeah, oh, there. is there. Yes, Lian is Lien. the
2: one who sticks up for him. Is like, no, you don't do that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, which is nice and good on Leanne. I guess she's not pretty Leanne yet, though.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I think they mentioned she's she's attractive and very tall.
1: And then they they lead them back through the the tower to the blue quarters. Uh, they're clothed. They're not naked. I mean, that kind of. I think that's kind of cool. Like you have to come naked into your new life, like, you know. Yeah, it's like it's like a rebirth kind of thing. Yeah. And chapter twelve, entering home. Icon of the fish. Moraine and Swan get a kiss from all the sisters in the Blue Aja. Uh, They're all greeted by all of their new sisters, I guess, blue sisters. And they meet Aedith, the first selector, which is a really lame name for the leader of the Aja, I gotta (laughs) say.
2: I was like, I was was thinking about it, I was like, the first selector. Because, you know, it's supposed to be, each of the names seems to have like a hint at the purpose of the Aja, you know? And the
1: word selector to me just means databases. Yeah, I was... What? Yeah, the first selector. I mean, what the the green Aja, if I recall correctly, was like the the, the ultimate blade or
2: something yeah. like that. <laughs> the top battle killer or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think it's like commander general or something like that. <laughs> right. But whatever. Yeah. But of still, course. yeah. They also they start at the at the beginning of sorry at the end of the last chapter the end of this chapter they start getting hints that there are just a bajillion rules and customs. Even on top of the White Tower, just like Blue Aja specific stuff. All I could think was like, this is why the I said I are the worst. (laughs) Like There are a thousand
1: ways that you could mess something up and not even know it, you know? Yeah, the first thing Adith says is basically, don't do anything until I talk to you about the rules. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, this is the I said I being up their own butts. You know, they play these these power games in the tower more than they do what they should be doing. Even Uh, the blues, who are like they go out and do stuff.
0: You're right though; it absolutely felt like a frat or sorority. You know, Mm -hmm. on Wednesdays we were pink.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there was something like that.
2: Yeah,
0: on Fridays or like the first Friday Friday of the month, we 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 all wear blue blue, or something. Okay, dumb. Yeah, who
2: cares? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Maureen quickly gets a sense that she's missing information about what's going on. You know. Yeah.
0: But she gets to put on her cool head jewelry. True,
1: yeah. Sometimes, yeah,
2: were signature head jewelry. I like that thing. Yeah. The little the little pendant thing. What, yeah. The, what does she call it?
0: K- Kissira.
2: Yeah, I don't know if that's a, a made-up word or a real thing, but
1: yeah. And at, at one point, they, they're they showing her to her rooms, and she tries to tell a white lie, like, oh, they're fine, and she, <laughs> she just can't. Yeah. <laughs> they suck. Yeah, yeah they're adequate. Like, the
2: rooms are sufficient. <laughs> 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 but they do, but uh, Swan and Moraine do get neighboring rooms, of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which is nice. And uh, the Aes Sedai are acting kind of weird, like the Aes Sedai showing her to her room is like eager to please her, like, I'll get you a better room if you want one.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Which she doesn't understand until she is summoned to Aedith, who explains the Aes Sedai power hierarchy system directly, basically for the first time ever. <sighs> yeah, th- I-, I was like, first of all, she's like, this is the most embarrassing
2: thing, I don't like talking about it. And then she's, like, talking about the, like, the Aes Sedai dick measuring contest thing. Yeah. And then you're not allowed to talk about it, but it defines everything about your interactions with Aes Sedai. It's like, fuck this. This yeah. is the stupidest thing.
0: I'm curious how they can, like, magically know not only everybody's power levels, which has to be pretty subtle, but also where they think they're going to be because they – they it says that. It says that um, Moraine and Swan, it's a – just a – it's a –
1: a linear progression.
0: A linear progression, yeah, yeah. and so they yeah. know exactly where they're going to end up in terms of power. Yeah, that's kind of
1: kind of cool, but also begs the question: like, how do they know?
0: Yeah, how do you know that? Shit? How do
1: you know when it's, when the increase is going to end? Is it a timing based thing, or is it? She says it's different for different women, and I, which I was like, this is confusing, but
0: yeah, you know. it really was.
1: Yeah, but it's important. It's vitally important to them to know where you stand in the hierarchy. And they learn immediately
2: because as soon as they come out of that conversation with Edith. Uh, they get waylaid by another Blue Aja member who is more powerful than them and this person just decides that Swan's gonna be her assistant and yeah, she's just, Swan has uh, no just, choice just to do Swan into her puzzle club oh yep. this
0: made me so mad
2: because she's stronger I was like
0: fucking Aes
2: exactly this is like this is just pissed me off I was like so, so any plans you have any life that you want to lead nope you're now my my yeah. slave right like, yeah
1: for the next what decades hundred years yeah mm-hmm. uh so what happens to Swan and Moraine if they just leave? Right? They get
2: punished under the White Tower, right? Like
1: well, the, So who can make them get punished, right? The they, Omerlin. they They're fur well, what if they just ignore her? They're full ISI, right? They just go right away on their horses.
2: I I, I get the sense that the Omelin has the power to make them do things. Like you know, we the omeline assigns penance and it's just like a thing that you do. I don't know.
0: I think I think you have the option of like Cad Swain, who just fucked off for yeah
1: that's what
0: hundreds of years or something yeah
1: Swain never took an order from anybody
0: because she never saw any eyes that I I don't yeah, that was
1: like by design you
2: know yeah
0: I know I would do that I would leave immediately yeah like they're trying to do bless their hearts
1: yeah so Swan gets bundled away because she makes the mistake of giving the right answer to a mm. test question mm. yep and, and then, so Maureen avoids that trap but yeah she gets summoned to Tamra and Tamra has given her the order because yeah and here we switch to Swan's perspective right Tamra has given Moraine the order to handle the disbursement of the bounty to all the, the women. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: the excuse that she gives is it's because Maureen has experience running an estate, so she has all the necessary skills. But this feels like a I yeah. want to keep my thumb on you kind of thing, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Because this is I mean they know Maureen, right? Maureen's been at the tower for a while, but this is whoever controls this controls a lot of money. Yeah. True. And you know, this seems like something you would give to a brown Aja, right? Or, or a tower clerk. No, a gray, I, would, I would
0: say a, yeah, a gray, right? Because they're like mediators, so... Yeah, yeah
1: like, yeah. like, blue aja are all about doing what's right. Instead of yeah. doing what's right, does it doesn't always overlap with with doing what she's told to do. That's true. So you mm-hmm. give her a bunch of money. Like, Maureen already did that, right? Put someone's name on the list who didn't belong on the list. Yeah. True. I, I just don't know why
2: this has to be an Aes Sedai in the first place, honestly. This seems like something you could easily assign, like... The, the tower, uh, no, there, there is a tower, uh, what is it, uh, head secretary or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. A, a clerk or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, send them out with a bunch of soldiers of, of the army to help protect the money. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. So it, it's it's weird that Maureen is the one tasked with this, except if you consider that it's just a play to, to keep her where she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking sure. of plays, we learn that Swan's new boss is actually the blue spy master. yeah. Which I thought was interesting. So Swan is probably going to be her little spy trainee buddy. That's yeah. what I was thinking. That she's training Swan as her successor.
1: Mm, yeah, that that's why she six. gives her a bunch of tests, oh. and she's like, "I need." She
2: wants someone who has the right kind of like acumen for this job.
1: So, do you think that that is connected to Tamra and the the prophecy and everything? Swan being the spy. Swan being tapped as the spy master because she's a really young person to be brought in as the a spy as part of the spy network
2: that's a good question oh, so you're wondering if
1: tamra told her to do that yeah exactly she hasn't really swan hasn't really proven herself reliable yet she hasn't been in Eye for longer than an hour right
0: well i wonder if they don't want to waste any time because if she's just going to keep getting more powerful maybe you know more people sh- she'll surpass and won't have to answer to
1: i guess that's good that could be it it's like a like a, the draft capital in the NFL Right You get somebody on a rookie contract And you get a lot of value out of them Because you're underpaying them mm. Yeah And I guess While
2: well, I was going to say Tamara doesn't necessarily know That she's the Blues Spymaster I mean, Tamara did come from the Blues So she would know that, right? Yeah, I think she would know that Yeah, yeah. But she wouldn't necessarily know The other
1: Aja's Spymasters Yeah And so they're both very upset because they can't just ride out of the tower and go have an adventure and find the Dragon Reborn like they wanted to. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah, and Maureen does
2: uh, suspect that part of the reason this is is because they're planning on uh, putting her on the Kyrene and throw him. And she yes. tells Swan as much.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and if I was her, I would get out of there as quick as possible. Yeah, pull a cat, Swain, disappear. Yeah, that's the secret. Yeah. Then we get a quick check-in with Lan. Lan and his guys have followed the departing Aiel all the way to the spine of the world almost. And they're thinking about what to do now. We're gonna fight these Aiel. Oh now what? Because
2: Pedro Nial is is the is the one who's running the
1: Yeah, yeah. He's the, their uh, commander. The commander, yeah. Cause he's he's a great general. Uh, and, and Pedro Nial's like, well, the Aiel left. We win.
2: Hooray. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Lan's already looking for his next war.
2: Yeah, uh, he, his, he wants to go to the Blight. His final war.
1: I, I've been meaning to go up to the Blight and die. Do you guys want to go die? <laughs> and he has a little negotiation with his uncle guy. Yeah, Bukama. He's like, just let's, let's not die for a year. And Lan's like, one week. <laughs> okay, Eight months. Four months. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay, we won't die for four months. <laughs> but let's go see some places first. <laughs> yeah, they decide to go travel the world. And the one thing he doesn't want to see is any dang Aes Sedai. That's right. <laughs> they always put their hooks in you. They always-
2: Tie you yeah. up, oh Lan. Mhm. It's funny, like I I hadn't really considered this, but if this is if this is where we're finding Lan, then he's been stalling this. Like he's had this plan since this moment, right? Like in this book, presumably <laughs> yeah. he's going to meet Moraine and he's going to swear some oath or whatever. He's, he's like, okay, I've got to play this oath out, but then I'm back to Plan A, yeah. which is go die in the blight.
1: As soon as I'm done with this, <laughs> go die.
2: Which is, yeah, exactly what happened with the whole Nineveh thing, right? He was like, okay, I'm gonna marry you, but I still have to go back to plan A. And Nineveh's like, okay, you can do plan A, I will take you to the Borderlands. And then <laughs> he drops him on the wrong side of the Borderlands, because yeah. he's still trying to do plan A.
1: <laughs> Forty plan. years later, he's still trying to do the same damn thing. I gotta imagine, before this book, it was always, always like, well, I'm gonna go die now. And his uncle was like, yeah, sure you can go die, but... I bet you can't beat me in an arm wrestling. <laughs> I bet you can't solve this black puzzle. Just solve this just, puzzle, and just, then you can go die. It's like, hey, it's a laser pointer. i like just trying to distract Lance from the whole, like, yeah. go die
2: in the blight plan. Yeah. yeah that's a, that, I mean. I bet I'm, you can't count to a million. <laughs> Swear me an oath that you'll count to a million, then you can go die.
1: <laughs> so that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to cover chapters 13 through 19 of New Spring. I am Jeff Lake. You can find out where I am at jefflake.info.
0: I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram.
1: I'm Michael Sparkman. I don't have any of those things. <laughs> if you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. And please share this with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this, especially iTunes. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time, the, the light illuminates you.